If you haven't noticed, everything is horrible. So if you want to retain any last sliver of sanity, you should probably get some earbuds to block it all out. And hey, maybe you already have some, but life is impermanent. So go to tweakedaudio.com and grab a backup pair of durable, tangle-free, and noise-canceling earbuds in one of seven styles and seven colors so you can drown out the sounds of the dystopian hellscape that is everyday life. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEKBOX at checkout for 33% off your purchase and free worldwide shipping. Hey everybody, this is the Comedy Button, a show we've been doing since 2011, thanks to the support of many people who listen to it and occasionally give us money for reasons. If you would like to help us keep the lights on and keep making this stupid, terrible show that you continue to listen to for reasons we're unclear of, head to patreon.com slash comedy button and kick us a buck or five bucks or really whatever you can help with. We're still going to keep doing the show for free, but you can get ad-free versions or access to our whole backlog of movie commentaries and bonus episodes and all kinds of deleted trash that we thought was a good idea to put on the internet. Again, that's patreon.com slash comedy button hello and welcome once again to the comedy button i'm your host max scoville and joining me chuckling and giggling we got scott bromley over here check out stranger things on netflix season three july 4th and brock altano we were doing a bit there but he became like a serbian vampire at some point <laughs> there's like this weird there's this there's that joke in fucking euro trip where they're like they go to eastern europe and this guy's like hey Where's the beef? We finally have Mama Weiss. Do you know and it's like the whole thing of like, oh god, they have the '80s here for the first time, and now we've got this weird shit where we're getting that on Netflix, and we're like, can you believe it? The Stranger Things boys are back and yeah. they're dressing up like the Ghostbusters. Do you, do you guys have these unfucking fucking weird unbreakable bonds in your heads where you can't disconnect certain things? Like, I saw a picture of the canals in Amsterdam the other day because a friend of mine was like, I'm going to Amsterdam. Where should I go? And uh, all I could think of was Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. <laughs> Are you sure you're not oh. thinking of Deuce Bigelow too European Jiggle? That's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. European Jiggle. I fucked that up. Yeah. Because a lot of that movie takes place around there, written, like on a houseboat and stuff. Written by uh, a girl that I dated's husband that Max knows. The one who pinched you, the crazy one. She did pinch me. She married that man wow. who wrote Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Wait a minute. We did, I never put this together, but that is totally in the same cinematic universe as Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, yeah, like, but like it has the same the naming. Guy, no, guy, the guy who wrote this, we talked about the, the guy whole, who wrote, it's the same naming structure. The guy who wrote European Gigolo also wrote Corky Romano, which was unclear what his job was. It was what like he was just, I don't know. He was, he was like fake. Hey guys, want some cookies? Yeah, he was. I think he was like an FBI informant. I never saw that movie. Oh yeah, was he a snitch? He was a snitch. I think he was or an undercover or something. But no, there was that whole thing. Amazon we, friends. We've, we've talked about this in the show where there's like there was the weird job, but also has sex. There's Ace Ventura, yeah. Pet Detective, there's Men in Black, there's Ghostbusters, all the shit where it's like there's a little bit of like a, a variation on a, a oddly specific job, but they have sex. They have, they have sex in Men in Black? It's implied that he has sex a lot. With who? There's like the, I don't know, he winds up like teaming up with the lady. There's, I don't know, there's that part where she's like, she's like. The, the, uh, the autopsy lady. Yeah, yeah, where she's, they like hang out with her, they're like flirting, whatever. Yeah. Ha- who has sex with the autopsy lady? <laughs> what kind the of fucking, sentence The is little that? miniature man inside men, the head? Men in black. Men yeah. in black has sex with the autopsy lady? No, yeah. The what a horrible black thing has, to say. No, yeah. no. What does no, that no. mean? No, the little tiny. Men in black has sex with the <laughs> autopsy lady? Yeah. What does that mean? Stranger things. <laughs> Season three. No, it's, I, okay, so has sex is more of like a euphemism for like, oh, they're cooler than you'd expect for their weird jobs you know like the, the autopsy thing. lady no the stranger the thing. whole joke is that like you know in men in black like will smith is much cooler than the idea of this like strange like esoteric covert government organization in the same way that a guy who's a pet detective wouldn't fuck as much as like ace ventura does you would think do you guys think you Wait, can marry- ace ventura fucks yeah dude he fucks a ton do you guys think you he can gets marry a woman the, uh, pregnant in the second one? What? Remember? what? Wait a minute. No. Yeah. He got a rhinoceros pregnant and no, gave birth comes, to himself. He gave birth <laughs> to the butt. Who hasn't been there? Through <laughs> <laughs> the butt. Um, but no, he doesn't. He like he knocks up the. There's a whole thing. It's like that movie ends where it's like she's not a virgin <laughs> anymore. And he like he like runs out of the he like runs has, out of the tent. And has anybody in on YouTube? Here's a free one. Taken uh, like uh, uh, rhinoceros birthing videos and put them side by side. <laughs> With the Ace Ventura <laughs> nature calls climbing out of the uh, Ace Ventura graphics comparison. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what you need to do for on Up at Noon? What you need to take the Ace Ventura thing and just put Xbox Xbox One 
him and then put a rhino and just put PS4. <laughs> that's fucking. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> just see. That is actually that is a brilliant put put like Please, footage you from can Jaws. Have no, when you we have when that. we find out the, that. when we find out the tech specs on the next gen consoles, we're gonna pitch that. that. That is that's a really good one, yeah. Scott. That is that that is like my idea that you took to the way better level. That is fucking really good. Yeah, should we, um, yeah, yeah. Should that just be like movie scenes side by side with the real thing and just yeah, we no, could do it for do it with everything. Don't even explain it. Just be like Shake Shack in and out. <laughs> People are like what? Yeah, you just have the Whopper to, versus the Big Mac. I think it's I think it's a one-off joke and it has to be the ace if you if you did like x-men yeah. versus the mc <laughs> good god here's the thing though neither of those videos are going to be good to look at <laughs> like yeah. i can't i like i can't imagine that a rhinoceros giving birth out of its asshole or wherever it i think from. that's a good like do like a spot the differences between these two videos <laughs> and it's just like one of them gives birth to a man which no like real talk without looking and Scott, I know you're going to look. I, which, I'm just going to image search it. Which is more? Which do you guys think is more like deeply unsettling on a on a, on a human level to watch with your eyes? <laughs> I would the guess rhinoceros it. giving birth for real, or Ace Ventura and Nature Calls climbing out of the fake rhinoceros. I'm going to say the uh, <laughs> the fake one is more upsetting because he's like ripping through <laughs> nope. the latex and sticking his fingers, and he's and sweaty shit. and wet. He's like shoving his face out of there, and he's so pale. But then again, I've seen stranger things. <laughs> stranger things. Stranger things have happened. Scott, pull up rhinoceros birthing video Don't for do us. That. Uh, <laughs> Break your phone. <laughs> Bring it back to Apple and say you got haunted. <laughs> oh my god! It just looks like it's shitting out a plastic bag with what? a baby rhino in it. What is that? That looks like a garbage bag full of gym towels. This, what is that? That's coming out of the rhino's butt. What is it's it? It's the baby in an amniotic fluid sack. Comes oh, out in a big bag. I thought it was a ghost. That <laughs> comes out in a bag. What so, is it? So you definitely Na- nature fact: baby rhinosaurus looks like a ghost. It looks born. like a blue Jawa. <laughs> what is that? I, I don't Wait, know. it comes. It comes out in a free bag. <laughs> in a free bag, yeah. It comes home in a take home bag. Oh, you know what, you guys? This might be close. This might be a really close competition. <laughs> this is going to be. What the fuck is wrong with this? Isn't really on like- <laughs> That's that's the joke they were trying. They were like, "What if a man came out? What if he? That, what could be grosser than this video of a rhino giving birth? Oh, I don't know. Jim Carrey coming out of that asshole. Who knows? Oh my god. I, I actually, I really don't know which of those. Things. I don't think we could put that video up anymore. There's a video and it's five minutes long, so you can definitely put that video up. Why don't you scrub through it? Let's find the goodness. All right. Find, find, oh, god. Find, the, find the meat of the fruit. Do you want me to answer? Uh, ask questions? Or ask no, questions. I while, well, ask hey, questions I got, while I got, you're I got, doing that. This I'm this gonna look actually, at this. Here's a here's a good uh, tie in here. From our, from our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash comedy button. Uh, Guillermo Wagner. Oh, this pr- video has no sound. Proud. That's probably for the best. He asks, <laughs> he says, pitch your dream reality show made up entirely of fictional characters. Bonus, pick one real life celebrity to join the cast for season two, whether they want or not. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> like the what like the the five most profitable characters Jim Carrey has played. That is so hard to look at, Scott. <laughs> that is really hard to well, look anyway, at. Well, anyway, I tried. Well, that was a really deep qu- <laughs> Scott, if uh, I that's re- Max, if you had been like, "Oh, what's better, like pretzels or nachos?" I would have been like, "Pretzels, let's move on." But you're like, "Pitch a sitcom." And I'm like, "I can't. <laughs> that looks like it I'm was a, it looks picture. like a, a garbage was- bag of leaves." <laughs> It looks like those. Oh, oh. oh. wait, you, Scott, scrub back. Scott, you missed the very end. Fucking, we should, used to have a fucking rule on this show with no phones. Out, there's, the, there's, God. there's a pink parachute that flops out at the very end there. This yeah, <laughs> the zookeepers have to come and scoop it up real fast because Gwyneth Paltrow will swoop down and steal it for her okay, I'm, rituals. I'm sorry, we've settled this today. Jim Carrey climbing out of a fake rhino's asshole while covered in sweat, and those weird pointy wings he did with his hair. That movie, not nearly as disturbing as a real rhinoceros giving birth. Not even close. Yeah. There's our Ace Ventura when nature calls related segment of the week. <laughs> brought to you by Ace Ventura. Brought to you by related S- nature calls. Put the phone, Scott. Put the phone away. I just did. You're putting up fucking placenta videos on the computer. <laughs> I it's went. Radio, in. It's a fucking radio program. There's some things you don't do on radio. We are getting questions from all angles today because we have a wonderful audience. I went in the Facebook group, Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/comedy. I went on our page. They, the people on the Patreon give us the money, and we didn't even answer the question. We can do both. Are you only saying that the elite? What's the people who pay us a dollar a month? are better than the people who can't afford to give us a dollar a month or also still can but find Facebook more convenient. Exactly. What was the face what was the stump? What was the sitcom question? I'll just answer it real quick. 
It wasn't even a sitcom. He lost, it wasn't he even lost a sitcom. It. Why are you getting mad right now? I, I'm not even mad. I was paying attention. <laughs> not you. I was paying attention to that sack full of meat coming One out of, of you the butt. is being a rhinoceros giving birth, and one of you is being <laughs> Nature's Calls. And I need Why you. would anyone fund this show on Patreon? Because they need yeah. this, because it's helpful somehow. Yeah, some guy wrote in, we helped him out of $46,000 of debt. That's right. What? Yeah. Yeah, read your Twitter, dickhead. Yeah, I have the quality filter turned on. <laughs> no, he's, he said that he said that he kept buying Nature Calls on DVD, yeah. and then he was like, "I can watch this for free on YouTube." So we saved him forty six thousand dollars. So there you go. Jason Foster in the Comedy Button <laughs> Facebook group says, "Would you guys have gotten along as kids?" Fuck no, no, really, no, mm. no. We would have hated each other. Why? Yeah. First of all, Scott's like nine years older than me. Okay. No, imagine <laughs> so more. Would have like imagine more age. Okay, we're all in fourth grade at the exact same time. I probably would have got along with Brian mm-hmm. because we were both really into Nintendo. I would have, yeah. I would have called you guys bullies. I would, have, you yeah. guys would have made fun of me. Brian and I would have gone to the Nintendo World Championships together. Yep, yep. We would have gone to the Nintendo Power Tour. Yep. We would have got. We would have went gone into the uh, parking lot of the Safeway when they had the Get Cherified Sonic Two. Oh my God! Bus yeah. Pull up. I was also super into Nickelodeon. Like yeah, crazy oh, into way Nickelodeon. into Nickelodeon. So we would have gotten along really well. But Max, I mean, I was also really into action figures. I don't know if you were back then, but as a as a little little kid, he wasn't allowed to because his name what was still you, Julian. So he what? had to have like all those toys that look like that are made in Santa's wood shop, but they're <laughs> in movies where all the toys are made out of wood. What, like what were you? What were you like in fourth grade? Were you large, large boy? No, I was still skinny then. I, fourth grade was weird because I just moved from uh, I moved to Connecticut for the first time, uh, and that was like everyone else in my class had been like in the same class since like elementary or in uh, preschool or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they were all like super tight. And then this kid shows up from fucking Cambridge. Who's just like, Hey, my name is Julian. Hi. I wasn't Julian. then. I hadn't been Julian since like first grade. I did oh, ditch that shit like a bad habit. It's a bad name. Um, but what were you into in fourth grade? Uh, so I showed up in fourth grade and I was like, Hey everybody, what's up? I like Coolio. And they were like, Coolio, what the fuck is that? We listen to ACDC. And I'm like, what the, f- who the what the fuck who's listening to ACDC in 1995? That's like, weird. Yeah, that is really. I weird. think they all had like their dad CDs or something. Oh, and then I was like, I discovered Rage Against the Machine. I was like, guys, we're doing a time capsule. Rage Against the Machine is the shit. We should mm-hmm. put. Ra-. And they were like, we listen to Presidents of the USA. Put that in the time capsule. Fuck yeah. that. You went to and a then, shitty school. And then at the, in eighth grade, like I'm Battle sad of alone fucking, in a marsh. fucking Battle of LA came out, and everyone was like, Rage is a good band. I like Rage Against the Machine. And we opened this shitty eighth grade time capsule. And it was like, I was like, I called it four years ago, bitches. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was like, really, I was the only one who was like really into X Men. Um, <laughs> there was like, there was weird shit where like I, I think because I lived in like a bigger city before that, was exposed to different stuff. Uh, most of the kids in my class had didn't have TV. Like they all had. What? Like, there was no no. So like we lived far enough in the country that we didn't have. Not even like broadcast TV. Like, there was no broadcast. So either you had satellite. We, we had, wouldn't have been friends. We had just gotten cable. <laughs> so I showed up and I was like, "Where the fuck am I? Nobody here knows what anything is." But I also had lived in the in the city where we'd had like uh, like broadcast TV, but not cable. So I didn't like know Nickelodeon. I didn't know Disney Channel. So here's the thing: in second grade, I uh, there was this kid that moved to um, America from Korea, and his name was Don. And they paired me off with him to sort of be like, hey, show this guy the ropes because he's, like, scared and doesn't understand English and, like, just show him what's cool. And I was like, sure. And, like, I totally lit up. And from then on, every time new kids moved to school, I was always just like, hey, welcome here. Like, here's how this is. And it's like I, I, I noticed I, a lot at work, will, like, new people will come in and I'll sort of be like, hey, welcome. And I'll kind of talk to them a little bit and kind of be like – and so I think we would have been friends. Yeah, and I think you, did, I would. I would have questions for you. Yeah, like I would have been like that. You you don't know what that is. That's weird. But I I, I think ultimately we would have been friends. Huh? Yeah. What? When did that fall off for you? What do you mean? Because I mean, at some point you became like a little piece of shit hooligan, and teachers were like, "Not you again." At what point did they stop like, you know, ushering new students into your? clutches i mean i would i would seek new people normally myself but Mm. i think the thing is like you don't a lot of people don't really move to your i'll put it this way if someone moves to your school at age like 17 something bad happened (laughs) like right yeah. Most people, most people don't go like, "Hey, Julie's got two years before we- she finishes high school. Why don't we roll the dice 
and no, pull get... her out of her entire system. It means that, it usually means there was divorce or something, and so like it's either something went wrong or something went very right. Yeah, I'm like thinking of the I'm I'm thinking of the kids that moved into high school, and it's like it's either their parents got divorced or their dad like took a job where they were making yeah. fucking. Buku bucks. Yeah, and to hold on, to, to, to but clear, they're maladjusted and they've got too much money and they don't yeah. know what to do about yeah. it. To clear my character real quick here, I was never really, I was never a bully in school ever. I was actually mostly bullied in school, which oh, is no. how you develop who I am. That's how you become a person. I mean, I like think I you would have like you would have cracked a joke about me, and I would have been like so fucking maladjusted and weird that I would have taken it personally. Maybe I think you and I would have would have bound together because there would have been bigger kids ca- cracking jokes about us. Mm. Like that's the way it worked for me mostly. And then, like, I learned to shit talk, and people backed off. Yeah. Because they were like, this dude's kind of weird and crazy. I always, like, hit it off with, like, there were the guys who were cool enough to do drugs, but still dorky enough that they would, like, watch cartoons after school. Yep. That was me. Yeah. Um, I had, But I had this, like, weird epiphany in, like, sophomore year. Freshman year was a nightmare for me because I was like... I was like, how do I become cool and hang out with people and get to know people more? And then I was like, I have a cool clique of people and I don't give a shit about lacrosse or popularity or like rich <laughs> kids. LaCroix. Yeah, LaCroix. <laughs> like, what year is Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I had this magical fucking moment where I was basically like, I, I had God mode on in high school where I was like able to float above the level and be like, this doesn't mean anything. I don't care. And maybe that was not giving a shit or maybe that was a defense mechanism, but it ultimately created my ability to sort of daywalk through that shit without having to be like i should be friends with these like rich kids who sit at this table and get perfect grades and i was kind of like i'll fuck i'll hang out with the fuck ups in the corner there's more of us right. we win by by numbers so i, th- I think we would have been friends yeah i think so too <clears throat> Scott, ryan, ryan's a different story i think maybe i think ryan well, i would have we all would have never been friends with ryan well because i don't know because i was I friends with like some I, nerdy kids I've, but i think ryan was like was he getting was he getting good grades in school no, no. i feel like i would have been friends with him because we would have both been stuck in some obligatory shit that involved like like i, I had friends you would have been in like a weird uh like a experimental gym class i would have yeah, yeah i think with ryan i would have been an acquaintance that was not on his list of people to kill in a shooting spree. But yes. I but also, I also, I think Nintendo would have, would have brought us together because he would have yeah. been like, oh, do you guys know about Game Genie? Yeah, but I, he, would, he would be more like, have you played Wise? Oh, yeah. Or he'd he, show you how to like bypass like the, the fucking filters on the school computer and keep yeah. class. Like, I feel like <laughs> no, I, he, wouldn't, I had, he wouldn't show you. Because if he, would he showed do it for you, because mm. if he showed you, then you would know, and he would no longer have his superpower. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had friends. He would in, do it on his. That's so true. In, yep. In yep. Computer graphics and in keyboarding class, I had friends who were like Ryan, who were just like weird hacker kids who were like, "How do I fuck around and hang out with computers?" But like, kind of, and they they, they could run, they could like fly circles around the fucking teacher, so they knew what right. they were doing, and they would get you know good enough grades to do their shit. But mostly, they would fuck around and talk about Doom or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. play like Sonic Two in an emulator when no one was looking. Right. But like, uh, there was a kid who was uh, the keyboarding the keyboarding lab. This is fucking Zazunas. Yeah, yeah. And she Zuni, had, yeah. they had like the fucking the like the. Like they had like the safety lock set up on the computer so you could only do keyboarding applications once they were turned on and everything. This one kid figured out how to like hack out of that and he just like I don't know, installed he like went through the fucking DOS prompt or whatever and installed a bunch of old LucasArts games and she walked yeah. by and she's just like How did you do that? Who how did what why are you doing this here? That was totally like Ryan, if he sold weed. Yeah. That guy was cool though. Um I think if anyone on this show was like a like super alpha male like sports kid, I, I don't. I I think I, the question would be a lot, a lot more difficult because I'd be like, oh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been friends with you, right? Because I hated every moment of every sport that I had to do. Because <clears throat> my mom was European and was like, you should play soccer on weekends, and I was like, I despise this. And my dad was like, I really like baseball. You should like baseball. And I was like, I hate this as well. Like I hate every second of right. this. When did that stop? Like fifth grade for sports? Yeah. I played sports in some capacity until the beginning of ninth grade. Wow. Which is fucking crazy. Like, actually, until, I believe, until high school. And high school, when they were like, you basically have to play for, like, three hours before school and three hours after, I was like, no, I'm out. Wow. This is, this is not for me. I played all the way through middle school. Hmm. <clears throat> wow. I hated every second of it. 
I was only there for snacks. I ended I ended my sports career in fifth grade. Yeah, I wish I did. I all through middle school I, I still had to play. Begged my father to to let me quit. There begged was this, him. There was this weird period where I think we got I think we got <clears throat> soccer in my like little ass small town, which was weird. We had to play pickleball. Mm-hmm. What's pickleball? It's it's tennis but with wooden wooden uh, rackets. And instead of a tennis ball, you use a wiffle ball. Oh. It sucks. What the fuck is that? Dude, the whole thing of, like, having to beg your parents to be like, don't make me do this anymore... I like as a, as a, I had to embarrass my father to to let him <clears throat> let me quit. It's fucking crazy to me. I mean, I can't even imagine having that level of stubborn pride to be like to force my kid. Like if my kid ever comes to me and it's like I don't want to do this anymore, I'll be like, well, why? And she'll yeah. be like, because I hate it. And like I, I hate every second of it. And I'll be like, is this ever something you'd see yourself doing in the future? So there was no. a whole. There was is this a- your only connection to society uh, or social life? Uh, no. Okay, then then let's get you out. Like there was a whole season <clears throat> of. Uh, baseball, no basketball that I absolutely hated and wanted out of. So I would, to spite my father in the crowd, who was a, you know, town legend at bas- basketball, so they just assume it's going to rub off on me, skipping down the court. Oh my God. Just acting like little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> missing shots. That's great. Intentionally doing all this shit. And did like, your dad coach? Yeah. So mine did too. And like, that's, that was where it got to be like by seventh grade, eighth grade, I was like, I hate this and I'm also bad at it and I'm not trying. And so he would have to swap in other players. You know how embarrassing it is to like show up and your dad's like the coach for baseball or soccer and you're just not trying and you're on the bench the entire time, but your dad's still there. Oh, see, I had the... And you're like, what are you here for? The other kids? I think my dad like figured out that I hated it so much and was just going to embarrass embarrass him so i would be benched like i wouldn't be put in and i would be fucking thrilled that my job on the team was just to sit on the bench yeah and watch everyone else play good God, if you're, a, God, I don't even want to give anyone parenting advice, but if you're a parent and your kid utterly despises sports because it's deeply fucking hurtful to them on an emotional and <laughs> social level, or if they're just not even good, yeah, l- let them free, <laughs> please. Yeah. Like, do you have any like find find a hobby to direct them towards in that time? But Jesus fucking God, let them free. Uh, Chris Dodson asks, cucumber or zucchini? Which one wins in a fight? Easy answer, Chris. Zucchini, because cucumber fucking sucks. Cucumber is a uh, yeah, that's not, that's like a Gwyneth Paltrow vegetable. Here's a tough one though, because cucumbers can be pickled and become pickles, which I think is like mm-hmm. a flexibility that they. have. I was gonna give it to I was gonna give it to cucumber all day every day. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> think about this. Zucchini's just got a bunch of prickly hairs. What? If you get a if you, if you <laughs> like get a it fresh out, one? yeah, if you yeah. get it if you get it out of the garden. It's got like a bunch of weird, like prickly hairs on it. Can, can you we get a cucumber out of the garden? It's got a bunch of fucking spikes all over it. Okay, on on a aesthetically cool level, yes, cucumbers are better. Yes, correct. also they look like dicks, and I they will both look like, they both look like dicks. dicks. I will argue that cucumbers, while terrible, are inherently more edible in the wild and in the raw than a zucchini. Which, if yes. you eat raw, you're if a you, fucking crazy person. Yeah, if you eat a raw zucchini, you're a nut job. Yeah, you're a fucking you're fucking Ed Gein. <laughs> you can you can cook zucchini in that. <laughs> you can cook zucchini in way different ways, and it's better if you cook it's better if you cook. Cucumber, you're however, Ed however, <laughs> no, I think in a fucking I think a I, pinch. Dude, could I you start, imagine stir frying a cucumber? No, no, no. no. dude, cu- can't you have cucumber in like a or not uh, zucchini in like a like a crudite like kind of carrot stick situation? Like dip it and stuff. Yeah, but why would you? Yeah, yeah, it's it's flavorless. Yeah, lunatic. It's great. Yeah. I mean, cucumber tastes like fucking like white soap. I don't know. <laughs> crudite zucchini would be like cooked cucumber. Yeah. Like zucchini, you can roast and make crispy. You can make chips out of it. You yeah. can make zoodles. You can make soup. Cucumber, yeah. it's just I hate, yeah. I hate. I I have like the the fucking I've green wa- green water rods. I have the, the only fucking, reason why I go I give it to cucumber is just the time saving elements of it. <laughs> you can eat it faster. You can just eat. You could just grab it and eat it. Yeah, I, I guess I'm biased because I absolutely fucking hate the taste of cucumber. I was flying. Oh. We had that up, that question about like th- smells that make you want to retch. Cucumber, I fucking hate it. 
Uh, so I, much. You're going to fucking hate going to a spa. I was flying in New York the other day, and I swear Probably. to God. <laughs> I was flying in New York the other day. This, this dude, I swear to God, had like a magic bag, like an endless magician's pouch of cucumbers. Like the, the you know what I'm talking about? Like the small ones? The, like the long, small person. Like they sell them at Trader Joe's. It's like a snackable cucumber, but it's not a pickle. Oh. I just what I are just those called? Fucking housed them. The, English cucumbers or some shit. Yeah, I, a, I literally had one yesterday. And yeah, you had you crunched on them, and it was mm-hmm. a good time. Oh my god, it was this so guy good. kept reaching into this bag, and I swear to God, he ate fucking twenty of them in front of you me. You know the worst thing about that whole story it was me scrambling for my headphones. It's impossible to drown someone in an airplane toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that man, right, dude? And it was just like. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, oh, God. Hi, welcome to Air SMR. Time for the Cruncher's Flight. If he was eating pretzel Air rods, I'd be SMR. like, that's loud and annoying, but I enjoy that food. But the fact that he was eating, like, personal cukes, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, kill him. Do you think he was going to, like, a like a Foley sound effects audition and he was warming up? <laughs> right. Yes. yes. <laughs> what are you like, doing? i got to get these Mortal Kombat bone noises down right before I sit down in front of the mic. Could, could you imagine like, I just like, don't want Ed Boone to hit me again. Could you imagine being like, I don't want to be late, but I have to pack about 20 or 30 personal cukes. <laughs> Do you think he like meant to pack other stuff and he just like looked in and there and he was like, Oh God, I thought these were small soaps this morning. <laughs> I, I gotta eat like those. Song. I gotta eat something at six forty six in the morning. I'm gonna look like a fucking crazy person this if I show up at this affair. Is that what time he was a cucumbers? Fl- super early flight and he was like, I'm gonna eat cucumbers right now. Fucking insane. Right, good for him. No, no, not good for Respect. him. No, it's bad. And water chestnuts can get fucked in the ass too. Oh, water Fuck chestnuts this. are awful. That's garbage. I don't even know what the, what those are. They're just filler. Uh, chestnuts filled with water. It's it's filler and stir fry. Yeah. I would rather eat. Which a, sounds like a law organization. I would rather <laughs> eat an entire raw zucchini than a single water chestnut. Those things taste like the the green sponge shit you put <laughs> fake flowers in. Yeah, that is that shit yeah. is horrible. Um, this is a good one. Uh, Philip go to bed says, what are your favorite <laughs> of the, of the go to beds of Connecticut? Yeah. Uh, what are your favorite movies that you know are shit, but love anyway, or movies that are <laughs> movies that are so bad. They're good. That's, those are very, very different things. I watched, um, I rewatched and I fucking love it. And I know it's a bad movie, but I, I absolutely adore it. It's a movie from 1988 starring Steve Gutenberg and Beverly D'Angelo and, uh, Peter O'Toole, who, Many of you may not know him Ada as, O'Toole. as uh, Lawrence of Arabia yeah. in the hit film that wasn't a hit called High Spirits from the director of The Crying Game and oh. others. It's a movie about this Peter O'Toole's family has a castle in Ireland and it's going to get sold and moved to Malibu. Oh my God, yeah. Unless he haunts it, and he haunts it with a bunch of fake ghosts, but then there are a whole bunch of real ghosts in there. Yes. And, and Liam, Neeson, Liam Neeson is one of the ghosts. But he's like 27 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. he's super young. Oh my God. I, well, he still looked exactly like Liam Neeson. No, he was looked like a very young Liam Neeson. But didn't he have white, he still had white hair? He, he had he had like orange hair. I feel like that dude always had white hair. It's it's a, It like finally popped up on streaming on Amazon. Oh my God. And I was like, holy shit. I used to rent that movie like every weekend as a kid. I That's, fucking loved it. There was a magic. It's a magical time to and it's to, not a great movie to but enjoy I, shit I like it. that, but not know that it's bad. However, I showed it to Stacy for the first time, and she said, "I want you at my funeral to get everyone really high and force them to watch this movie." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? Do you, what are, do you hate it?" She's like, "I fucking love this That's movie." That's awesome. Uh, I maintain that the stupids is a really funny movie that yep. it, and I've, I've, I've put this on for friends like a number of times in the first 10 minutes of that movie. You're like, this is fucking bad. Why would my friend make me watch this? And if you stick with it, it gets just wonderfully fucking strange. I feel like, that way about Coneheads. They're they're, yeah. they're, 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 those are, that's a, that's a buddy pair of films right there. Totally. They're both terrible. Uh, I, I've met, I've mentioned this one a thousand times, but, uh, almost heroes. Oh God, dude. With Chris Farley. It's just is a terrible movie. I mean, that's, isn't that Christopher Guest like one yeah. scripted movie basically? Yep. yep. Second it's, one. It's got the other one was uh, Matt LeBlanc. Picture. Is it? Who's who is he? Yeah. No. It's it's uh, Matthew. Perry. It's Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry and Chris Farley. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was supposed to be the dude from House. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. And like he was like no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. That's that's a that's a super. <clears throat> I mean, I had this this thing. <clears throat> for a while and you, I think a lot of people have this where you don't understand that 
the sequel to the thing that you like isn't as good as it Mm -hmm. and you're young enough to just sort of be like these are like it's more of the same Mm -hmm. so like secret of the ooze ace ventura 2 ghostbusters 2 wayne's world 2 wayne's world 2 exactly they're all i think secret of the ooze is not a it's that one's different because that one's sort of like a turtles 3 is definitely the one where in theaters i was like this is bad i right i remember watching turtles 3 in theaters going like I want to leave. Turtles yeah. three is I don't I don't remember it. I've watched that movie like three or four times, and I cannot fucking fathom it. Like I know that the no dude same. I've watched like it's, the, it, I, it's boring. That's I've the watched, worst part I, about it. I've watched the first one probably fifty times. I've watched Secret of the Ooze probably seventy times. Mm-hmm. I've watched Turtles three maybe twice. Yeah, maybe I, three I, times. I've watched yeah. Turtles three once. Um, we also like I my brothers. Uh, I talked about sports before. My brothers were good at sports, and so we had a lot of sports Disney movie comedies in my house growing up. That we watched all the times that were bad movies, but I enjoyed like shit like Angels in the Outfield, mm-hmm. which is all about like a kid's like deadbeat dad not showing up to his game, but also ghosts. Does Major League Two suck? Yes. Yes, it does. Does Major League One suck? No. no okay, Major so League that's one. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I equate these. You know two what really sucks? Major League three, three, Back to the Minors. That is a really bad. Movie. I knew that one sucked. Back to the Minors is basically just saying back to the back to no budget. Major League Two um, replaced Wesley Snipes with Omar Epps. Yeah. Um, Mighty Ducks Doesn't 3 he... did the same thing where they just like they keep shrinking the scale. You yeah. Know? Like I think they're like back in whatever. I don't even remember. But Mighty Ducks 2, they blew up the scale. They did. Yeah. They but, like... but they got rid of Danny Tamarelli and he's our boy and fuck yeah. them for doing him dirty. Yep. So I always got to go with the first one on that one. Even though I enjoy the character. But shit then, that they added but then the Danny, Danny and. Uh... Keenan Thompson became friends on all that. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of weird... Oh, oh, another one, Camp Nowhere is a bad movie, but I enjoyed it a lot when I was a kid. Is that the one with uh, Christopher Lloyd? Yes. It's the kids get a summer camp. Have you seen yeah. this movie recently, Max? I fucking love that movie. Oh, I good, that. yeah. That's, that's a very those, you movie. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's one of those ones I... I think I saw the trailer for it when I was a kid, and I had that like I was like I want to see this. My mom was like, oh, "I think you guys are fucking watch that. Fuck that movie." Actually, and then years later, I was like, "I'm going to rent that using my own money that I stole off my mom's dresser." I don't then, know what that genre of film is called, where comedy, where one person or a group of people have to uh, keep up a facade for ninety. For, is that what that That's is? A screwball comedy, yeah. Right, Scott. I don't know. I don't think so. Keep up a facade for ninety minutes, I, and only to like uh, have the world walls crumble around him at the yeah. end. So oh, basically, like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. spends an hour and a it's, half um, convincing it's, people. The she's genre is called Juwanaman. Juwanaman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it, Same. What, isn't that screwball comedy though? Like seriously? Yeah. yeah. Just, okay. Just one of the guys. Uh, Juwanaman. Juwanaman. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, yeah. All, all those movies. Facadity. Right? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of them. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah. Romy and Michelle's high school <clears> reunion is. A fucking that is a movie that I thought was stupid growing up, and that is a fucking good movie. That's a great movie. That is a that is that is fucking. A, I, I would say a more complex Dumb and Dumber. Are you guys sure that's called Screwball? I'll I think look, that I'll look it up. I think that's a wider net than you guys are implying. I thought yeah. that Screwball, like in the classical sense, referred to like when schemes go wrong or whatever. Right. Like it's sort of it's a more uh, logistical slapstick. Okay. Like sort of just like uh, oh the poor guy pretends he's a millionaire for two hours but then everything it's like, like it's like fish out of water would be blank checks another one where they keep knocking on their door and they're like where's your parents and they're like he's out right now because yeah. he has a smoker's voice the whole film because <sighs> that weird Preston Waters kid is I have no they're understanding not, oh what no screwball 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 uh, it's widely known as uh, for satirizing a traditional love story okay so it's oh. this, so I don't I don't know if there's a a title for, like a genre for this. But like, there's what that's, the fuck is that? That's a really good question. Right? What is that's that? a that's a de- that's a deep theme of comedy. Scott, and I, I thought you would know this. I actually mostly find it pretty pretty unsettling. Like it gives me nerve nerve rackings. Like nerve rackings. <laughs> I can watch it. Mrs. Doubtfire is a horror movie. It Give, gives me the red rackham's treasure. Like when then she gets to the window and she's just she's like the one part where she's like, oh my face 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 cream fell. In <laughs> 
you know, and like she's wearing a bra, and it's just like, but they don't know if it's a man. There's so much shit in that movie that's just like that movie's deeply, deeply problematic. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but also, I like, I don't think that's a bad movie. I think that's a more upsetting movie than anyone gave it credit for. No, it's 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 definitely. I would say it's a bad movie. I mean, it's it's got high production values and stuff like that. But that movie ends with him being like losing his whole family, but getting a, a TV. That was show. kind of if you watch that. Like, have you seen Nell? Yeah, Nell and Mrs. Doubtfire are sort of like the same arc of have like you watched, this is, keeps getting more and more fucked up, and then suddenly it's okay in a courtroom scene. Have you ever watched the deleted scenes for Mrs. Doubtfire? No, because that movie is dark. Really, dark. there's like a whole courtroom scene and scenes where he's like yelling at his kids. The, it, wait, is he dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire in the court? No, he's dressed as Daniel in the court. <sighs> that's the other thing that that's his name. It's just like Daniel. Yeah, it's it the, the like not even Dan or. Dan. Danny or you know, mm, Daniel. Daniel. Okay, Hook. Where does that one fall? Oh, that, as far as what? I mean, is that's that a, a good movie or a bad no, movie? It's a bad no, movie. It, was, it was always a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'm, I'm young enough to be like, I actually really like this. I have a good time with this movie. <clears throat> I was in sixth grade when Hook came out, and I was like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. So I saw it. I liked it. I saw it on home it was, video, and it blew my fucking mind. Yeah, and I don't know what I expected it to be. I think I saw it at the same at the same friend's house who like he was like, You wanna come over to my house? We can watch Batman after school and I was like, Fuck yeah, I love Batman, let's watch Batman and he puts on the Adam West version and I was like, Oh, get the fuck out of here and then he was like I think he was like did the same shit. He's like, You wanna come over and watch Peter Pan? And I was like, Not really, but I have to because we have soccer practice together. Oh, he was just bad at naming shit. <laughs> he might have been a simpleton, I don't know. But he was like, You should come over and watch Hook and I was like <sighs> am i am i crazy you, you want to come over to my house and watch yellow detective am i crazy that hook was Dick like crazy that hook was a really pikachu <laughs> hook was really big budget but also still felt really small scale like it felt like there was only three sets in that whole movie like am i crazy uh this is a pirate ship the tree house and then the, t- the kitchen table where they have the lost boys dinner yeah yeah, and then the I guy. think I might have seen that young enough that it like it, it looked it seemed big. Yeah, I remember. Well, also, that's like Batman Returns fucked me up because I watched it like two years ago and I was like, oh, there's three sets in this whole movie mm-hmm. and they just keep shooting them differently, and that's very smart. The, I mean, the dinosaur, the, the the crocodile thing in Hook was like that felt like the end of fucking Aliens to me. Like oh. to be like, oh shit, the boss fight is over, it's all done, and then it was like, oh fuck, it's back. Oh, okay, then it was just like, did it fucking kill him? Like, what what's the takeaway here? Yeah, no, that was that was bleak. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good one. Yeah, I think I've seen Hook like four times. I can't tell you beyond the plot of Peter Pan's an old man. Mm-hmm. Can't uh, tell you what it's about. Scott. Yeah. Jason Birchfield says, what did Scott's mom think of the new Godzilla movie? Did she see it yet? Uh, no, we haven't seen it yet. Um, we were both busy this weekend, so we're going to go see it uh, two weeks. Hopefully it'll still be in theaters. Uh yeah, look look for Scott's mom's Godzilla review very soon. Yeah, um, Louis Martin says, "No, hold on, I'll do this one. This one's even better." Because I, I think I will say this. Uh, Sorry, Louis, your story's a little dark. To, to all the to, it, to all the people who who are like uh, who, who are asking me about this and and have asked me about what I thought about the movie and I haven't seen it because a big criticism is, oh the the there's too many humans and their storyline is boring and I'm like that's every Godzilla. No, movie. that's seriously that's every what godzilla the, what movie what the fuck are they comparing it to like are you fucking serious every godzilla movie is 90 minutes long 75 of that is japanese people in in scientist mm-hmm. suits arguing in front of a computer that's just lights that's it you know what one one day they'll make a 90 minute long like 90s uh fucking wrestling movie starring just giant puppet monsters and people will be like where was Where's the plot? The, there's no human element. Yeah, where where's the story? You know, what um, be a cool movie is is uh, one where it's a kaiju movie, but it's just two drunk guys having a bar fight. But there are mice that live in the bar, and they're just like they're having the they're the human narrative, like colossal. No, 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 no. Like the all all of the human parts of the of the kaiju movie are just oh. like mm. so. It'd be more like Ratatouille or like the Borrowers or something. <laughs> But it'd be all these mice that are like, we're having a great time here in uh, 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 Shandy's. It's, it, things are really good, coming up together in the big city. And then like there's a, a drunken bar fight. And they're like, oh, my God, there's something that's come into here. And it's, it's stomping every which way. And it's, that's, that's, a, our, that's a really yeah. good one. Mouse Hunt 2. 
Yeah. Uh, Charlie Farrell asks, uh, have you ever gone on a factory tour that was completely staged and fake? I remember going on the tour of the Hershey's Chocolate Factory, which is at the Hershey's Factory in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, and in their fucking theme park. So it's I, I will, pitches I, a ride. Yeah. And he says, it was basically a tram ride with fake stuff happening behind windows. Like the chocolate being poured out was a belt of glossy brown rubber that went into a pot that was clearly filled with hardened resin. That's it. I went to a glossy brown rubber factory, and they used chocolate to try to fool us. It that's the bullshit. Nerve of I'll say this. I love to find out how glossy I'll say this. rubber is made. It's not a fake tour, but it's certainly a lame tour now compared to the original version. Um, I went to the Jelly Belly factory. Oh, fuck me. Don't. A couple years ago. I've been, I've been the Jelly Belly for years. It's, you're going to break Be- this for me? No, I'm not going to break it for you because the tour is still great. You, you still get to. But, I got people fucking blowing up Galaxy's Edge all across social media. I don't want to hear a peep about Jelly but here's Belly. A, so the Jelly Belly tour. This is the hottest summer to go, by the way. Versus. Versus when versus when I like now, there belly. are cool there are cool parts of the Jelly Belly tour that they didn't have when I was a kid like the robots that will do a dance for you and show you how they pack the jelly beans and it's a bunch of robot arms doing a little robot thing mm-hmm. but they put the entire tour up on a catwalk now above the plant uh. so they're making all the candy below you because it's incredibly unsanitary to have tours on the floor of the factory and like scoop a ladle in and let everyone reach in with their grubby hands and grab half half made jelly beans and shove them in their mouth and then put the ladle back in to the giant tumbler oh wow which is what they used to do when i was a kid the fucking jelly belly factory tour was you were on the floor you were in an episode of unwrapped and if you wanted to reach your hand into the fucking chocolate dipper while it was hot and wet sure go ahead it's the 80s no one gives a fuck (laughs) holy shit it was awesome that's amazing it was awesome speaking of lame-ass east bay attractions i went to the uh the takara it's it factory no the takara shochikubai uh like god bless you sake sake tasting tour oh shit it's what was that like? So you've been wine tasting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how yeah. you go in there and, and it's like a really, it's like a beautiful, like you know, it's like a, a vineyard. And you go up and there's like a nice place to sit, and you go in and they're just like friendly and yeah. Here they're not. No, this is you go into <laughs> like a you go into like a fucking conference room and there's sort of like they're like there's a self tire self toured museum over there. You can go in. Uh, the educational film starts in seven minutes. Please have a seat for that. <laughs> And so, like, you go into this, like, room full of, like, weird sake-making equipment, and you read, you know, placards, and then you go and sit down, and then you watch the world's most awkward fucking DVD. It's like if you made, like, a... Sake was made in ancient Japan by fermenting rice. They don't even go into that. They go into, like, here's how it's made now. These guys show up, and the whole thing about sake is... Japanese businessmen believe it gives you powers when they drink it. Also, no, that was, did you you're, know, you're getting too interesting there. Did you know sake does not give you a hangover because it doesn't contain any complex sugars? That it that's, that's fucking patently fun, untrue. I'm definitely complex hangover. sugars. I've definitely gotten hangovers from sake. Yeah. Really? No, they oh, didn't. Yeah. They didn't touch on that. The most. The I most was drinking other shit too. The most. <laughs> that's the problem. The most, <laughs> only drink sake. At least in my experience, you won't get one because I has seventy candy bars before bed too. But basically, they. they <laughs> <laughs> they they have you sit there and they, you watch this like shitty DVD and, and mm-hmm. you sit there and you you learn about how they make rice a th- a thrilling grain. It's really sake. like in a little conference room. That's that's sort of in- cute. It's a bunch of hard folding chairs in like in front of a TV. Like it's not a projector. It's not even a nice screen. It's like that's so funny. Yeah, and then you you watch it and then they're like, "Would you like to come over and do the?" tasting and it's like it's just in the same way that i don't know i feel like like you know the the mediterranean europe where sort of the the, the winemaking ideals have come from mm-hmm. that are all sort of carefree and like oh yes you know enjoy the sunshine and the trees and the wind and and you know take a nap on the lawn who gives a shit uh they've taken all of the sort of uh let's have a, a more formal sort of business gathering and like a a clearly structured schedule of Japan, and they've, they've mm-hmm. put that in their wine tasting. So that was a that wow. was a. This sake pairs well with an Expo marker. Yeah, <laughs> but it was weird because like the the lady we had actually doing our tasting, she was like, it was like her first day, so she had, she was being shadowed by like a, a, a supervisor. Oh, cool. Who was just standing there the whole time, and she was like checking her notes, and we we're like, well, this isn't really. 
I had magical. I had like a weird thing that was whenever you go to a sushi. It was was fun though. It was good. We got a bunch of sake. You know. Hey, no, I'm not going to complain about much of sake. I had a weird thing that's kind of opposite of what Charlie's asking, where it was a tour that was like almost too real. I think I told you guys about this a little bit. Winchester Mystery House. No, uh, the Bacardi Factory in Puerto Rico. Oh no! And so like, oh no! Did that cartoon bat from the bottle come and get you? (laughs) 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 No, so that entire tour is basically like they put you in like six golf carts that are hand together okay and there's a so a train yeah ba- like a, a golf cart train and there's a crazy man in the front a crazy crazy man and they bring you through there's only two rooms i'm and, going off the road yeah and one one is just like hey molasses christopher okay. columbus brought it here and because of that we're drunk and then the second room, and the molasses is just gigantic vats, and it just smells like nothing but brown sugar. And you go into the next room, and it's bottling. And then you're outside. And the entire time, they're handing you, like, dentist-style Dixie cups, like, okay. the, filled with vodka, uh, with, with rum. And so they just keep handing, and they're like, this is the brown room. By the way, here's the light room. Here's our 151, blah, blah, blah. And you go through all of it. And so they're handing it to all of you, and it dumps you right at the gift, at the gift shop, which all these places do. And you're outside, and it's blistering hot. And you go inside and you're like, we have to buy something to cool off and we're drunk and we love Bacardi now because we understand how it's made yeah. and Columbus. And so you go in there and like they, they, their biggest seller is they sell these two packs that are basically a bottle of Bacardi rum and a, Bacar- a bottle of Bacardi 151. And they're oh, no. bolted together with like this net, this like sexual net inside <laughs> of a box. And uh, it says on the box, like you don't, you can't fly you can't fly with what the 151 and everyone who's there is like i will never be here again i'm leaving tomorrow i came here to get drunk how do i leave the country with this bottle of 151 and so the guy who gives the tour has answered this question a million times and he goes oh it's easy here's what you do tonight go home and drink the bottle of rum take the top off of the 151 and pour it into the rum so that you have a full bottle of Bacardi 151 in a regular bottle of Bacardi and then put the top back on and we will let you bring it on the plane because it's 1997 in Puerto Rico. Right. We don't care. And so we got on the plane leaving Puerto Rico with a bottle of 151 that we were legally allowed to drink on the plane. And so we did. Oh. And so it's just like fucking... And this, this entire tour is just designed to get you fucked up and buying like you know fucking coasters and t-shirts and bottles and then you leave and i was like i didn't learn shit drinking this is too real drinking 151 you were there on one of the drunkest i've ever been Mm -hmm. was 151 at my 30th birthday when we were doing those uh oh yeah big boy flaming dr pepper shots which is that was 151 it's 151 with a little bit of amaretto dunked into a beer as we're, fast we're as com- possible. We're coming on ten years on that. On that, yeah. That was the time I saw you were basically sitting on the curb like a large baby in a diaper. Yep, yep. Fuck. It's because I did four one fifty one shots in fifteen minutes. Good God! Yeah, that's a, that, that is a fucking murder. Yep. Uh, do we have time for one more? Uh, yeah. All right. Everybody's doing good. We're doing a good time here. We're doing a great time over Everybody's here. Everybody's having a real good time. Having a real good time. Um. Let's see. Tom, we have two back-to-back restaurants. Tom Nook asks, where's my money? Here's, here's, the, here's the dark one. Tom Osborne Brooks asks, have great. you ever had such bad service for food that you refused to pay? Yes, at Olive Garden when they served me uh, coffee grounds and coffee and my pasta had stickers and plastic <laughs> and all sorts of shit in it. I refused to pay. Refused to pay. I've had situations where they've gone so bad with like a delivery where i've called up and they've refunded me right but i think even at a restaurant like maybe three things are good and two things are bad or something and you kind of go like hey this sucked or whatever and the 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 check sort of ebbs and flows to dodge around that Mm -hmm. but i've never straight up been like this is the worst meal i've ever had in my life give me all my money back i don't think so yep which i'm i guess i'm blessed I haven't had like a truly like the kind of experience where you're like, this is just so bad that I need all my money back. Yeah. I, uh, that was me at at Olive Garden. Garden. First and only time. Which sucks. Cause that's a, that's a fucking low bar to begin with. It was the first, it was the first and only time I've ever been to Olive Garden. 
that ruined it for me. Well, there was they're, that. They're, they're never going to sponsor our show, Scott. I well, know. when you're here, your family. There was that Buca de Beppo toilet Don't story. Say that until they. <laughs> was I, that? I, I told you guys the Buca de Beppo toilet, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That one, yep. where it was just like yep. it covered in saran wrap. Yep. Then there's vomit under the saran wrap, and yep. I peed on top of it. Yep. That was not a bad restaurant. <laughs> Goodbye, That's, Mitch. I feel like everyone did a bad thing that day, but I had a, we had already paid, and we yeah. had. I don't understand how drunk that restaurant can get you. By the way. That, dra- get, that restaurant will get you, you fucked and they, up. And they give you, like, the little because the wine's in a basket. That, yeah. They give you the what? Little square pieces of pizza that give you diarrhea. Oh, my. <laughs> oh the square piece. But on top of that, like, the, they're not, like... Deterred style. The, the uh, deterred style, where <laughs> instead of giving you red pepper flakes, like a normal pizza place, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have that. We have hot pepper oil, mm-hmm. if you want that, so you can put more oil on an oily-ass pizza if you want to add some Do they? Oh, yeah. God. Let's see. Um, so gross. Uh, Max, do you have any? Or you're like straight up like, I can't pay for this. I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, mine are all strange and complicated. There was a, I don't know, a Vietnamese hotel I stayed in where the elevator kept dropping Jen and she got, <laughs> she got irate and started yelling at the manager and he gave us like coupons for free massages, but they just were like clearly two people. They were like, we, uh, we've, uh, we almost killed a woman. We got to give her a back rub. And they just like, rubbed their hands around like awkwardly while playing flute music oh my god so they didn't actually do massages there they're just like this elevator almost I, killed somebody we they, gotta figure this i out. think that was the manager being like how do we get on top of this or else they were like nobody would ever in their right mind get massages here oh my and god so it was like i mean our experience buying whiskey there was like we bought like a little tiny bottle of jack daniels and we we're like oh yeah let's you know have this and we sat down and four of us killed it and we we're like let's get another one you know for the table and we we go up and we're like we'll have one more of those and they were like yeah, hold on. And they like went in the back for like ten minutes, and they came back, and they're like, "That was the only one that we we had." Oh my it was god! Like a, you know, like a like a three quarters of a liter bottle or something. It was like a little. It was like a slightly smaller than normal kind of bottle, but and they didn't have any more. No, they had. That was all they had. And we were just like, "Well, what do we do?" And they were like, eh, "I don't know." And they're like, "Well, here's coupons for the elevator death almost happening." You know. <laughs> And that was, I mean, do you Jen, guys want some durian? Yeah. Jen, Fucking hell. Jen is very quick to like get on the case of like, uh, excuse me, can I speak to a manager? Like mm-hmm. I had bad service kind of things. And she's also like very like, oh, if you know, like not wanting to be a dickhead about it you know mm-hmm. like it's kind of like when when it's when it's due and i'm like a complete fucking pushover where i'll just be like oh it's okay it's fine i like um, we're my wife and i are both weirdly like sort of like docile and quiet about that kind of shit for a while until it gets to a point of no return and then we both bubble up and become like new jersey italians mm-hmm. stacy will always tell me to calm down oh really oh yeah because yeah, neither of us have that thing where we're like if if this is a seven out of ten on the pain scale like we'll say something like it has to hit 9.5 and then we're like we're screaming at them yep you know, I, I mean, but I, I it, it takes a lot to because I'm I'm pretty I I worked you know I worked retail and shit I understand like shit goes wrong and people don't want to be doing what they're doing but sometimes yeah. you're kind of like you you guys really fuck this up this I never want to be like a piece of shit with people no. who are just doing like a you know a shitty job or just a menial job whatever we do there, there is a funny thing that keeps happening which is I think more of a, a, a sort of symptom of like gig economy stuff than anything else but like I've ordered uh, I ordered like a was like a Postmates or like a, a whatever some stupid fucking go, someone goes and picks up your shit app mm-hmm. um and i had people over we were playing we were playing D and i mm-hmm. i ordered like a fucking 12 pack and a bottle of vodka or something and this was over like christmas break it was like during like normal sort of business hours and they went and they got the the thing and i'm like watching on the map kind of keeping an eye on it and, and the whole time i'm like yeah roll the dice to see if my wizard shits his pants or whatever and then i'm, I'm tracking it and i get this notification that's like your person is trying to deliver your shit. And I'm like, I look at it. I'm like, they're not, they're like five or six blocks away. And it's like, I call them back and there's like, it goes to that, that notification. Like this person has not set up their voicemail. And I'm like, Jesus, oddly suspicious. So I text them and I'm like, hi. Yeah. The GPS on this gets weird. Like I'm out front when you're ready, call me, let me know. And I just watched their little, like, car on the map just go in, like, these weird roundabout circles, like, this kind of just errant nonsense. And then they just sort of – I keep getting more notifications. It's like, your Postmate is trying to reach you. They cannot get a hold of you. 
if you if you do not respond, they will, you will forfeit your order. And I was like, what? I'm trying to call them, and they don't have a voicemail set up, and they're not picking up. And this person just like just bounced with like a bunch of beer and vodka, and they just drove away. They just like I watched their car like just go off the map, like in holy fuck weird. And I was just like, huh. And then I like reported it like via email, and they were like, oh, that sucks. Here's a refund. And I was like, well, I order again. We're all you know. We still want the thing. We all want the beer and the vodka, damn it. Yeah. Um, but it was like, you know, it, 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 that person got free alcohol. They probably can't drive again for that company. Like Maybe, they'll, that maybe they'll debate it. I don't know what the deal is with that. That happened again at, at Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. when uh, We're trying to get Portillo's. We all tried to get fucking hot dogs delivered. And the same shit happened where like, <laughs> they showed up the first time with like half the order. No hot dogs for Anthony Carboni. And then Andy ordered again, and they showed up, or they just, like, drove into the lake. Yeah. Like, they just they disappeared. Just drove like, into Lake the, Michigan. It's, just, it's like watching, like, a fucking a remote control car just haywire. It's really bizarre, and it's, I, guess, I don't know. I guess I'll bookend this wonderful conversation with one perfect question from Chris Martin. Why are hot dogs so good? Oh, dude, the a- pig anus. <laughs> I'm gonna chalk that one up to peckers and snouts, yeah, Brian. That's yeah. a real. That's a damn good food. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think my my theory on this is that it is a if you handle it right, is a really perfect combination of food groups. But ultimately, texturally, they're delicious and great. They have a good snap and a good chew, and they're soft, but also like you know. Uh, the, 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 hot, the hot dog itself, when it's cooked perfectly, is nice. has a nice texture to it. But also the ease, the ease of use. Like, you can make one of those things incredibly simply. You can make okay, one in five minutes. Fucking wrap it in a paper towel, toss it in a yeah, microwave for 20 seconds. Put it in a microwave, put it on the stovetop, put it on the grill. There's like, there are so many similarly, like, if you took, like, a piece of grilled chicken and you're like, oh, you know, reconstitute this into something edible, like, you might have some options. You might not. It might be gross. It might be bad. Right. Hot dogs, I think, when they're cold, they're bad. Uh, you know? You wouldn't they're not make that a, bad. They're, not, they're I mean, not that bad. Why would you have them cold? You can just put them in your pocket, walk around for a little while, <laughs> exactly. and warm up to blood temperature, yeah. and you can snack on them because they're already cooked. Yeah. I push them through my mitts. That's my man tits, and I just yeah. hold them in my bra. That's I, my I, I push them through the tiny slivers of my, my teeth gaps. Mm-hmm. That's I'll nice take two or, two or three mm. or six of them and put them on the dashboard of the old car, and I sit there and take a small nap. That's right. Put some buns on the roof and mm-hmm. let those boys toast. I like to suck out the middles and then put the casings over my fingers so I look like a real man. Ooh, it's, it's hot dogs with casings. We got a real rich guy over here. It's such a funny food too. I got home. I got home. Uh, when was it? I was watching. I had like a whole after a whole Saturday afternoon where I was just hanging out with my kid, and my wife was at. Uh, she was like seeing. She was like, "Can I go like go get a you know a man." manicure and a pedicure and spend some time with friends i'm like yeah sure i'm gonna stay home and me and the baby we're gonna make hot dogs and i'm gonna make i'm gonna make like funny long hamburgers and shit in the air fryer and just like well, i just made like fucking roseanne bar food for four hours <laughs> and just sat around i had like some white wine and me and my kid were just like hanging out and it was the fucking best thing because i was just like hot dogs are so stupid they're such yeah. a dumbass food it looks you like have a- years of hot dogs and macro mac and cheese ahead know, of you my friend i know i'm so dude you know how cool it is to have like a fucking costco size box of cheddar goldfish in my house again and be like have like a narrative excuse for that to exist are you just like do you just like go over to that thing and just like take handfuls oh of my it? god yeah it's great uh. to just sort of be like oh because for the longest time you can't as you can't like as a 30 something year old adult go to costco and be like you know let's get the huge thing of uh cheerios we'll get the huge thing of like Wheat thins, all the other dumb crap that kids yeah. eat, uh, like cheddar goldfish, especially though. Like, there's no reason to have cheddar goldfish in like a a huge coffin sized box. As it's a cart. Is it still coming a giant milk carton? Yeah, no. It's like they make the giant milk cartons, but then there's the bigger one that's like this four oh, yeah, four yeah, walled yeah, 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 fucking yeah. Trump Tower of yeah, dead fish. Yeah, yeah, and it's got these huge three gigantic fucking silver bags, XL silver bags, and you pull them out, and they have the little piece of tape you put on over them to keep them fresh. And then you just you always have cheddar goldfish, so you can go get cheddar goldfish. Your daughter, your daughter, your daughter, wreck shop on some cheddar goldfish. Oh my god, showing them in her mouth. She's like 10 or eleven teeth now. So oh shit, she eat a whole school of fish oh my god but no hot dogs are one of the best foods in the world hot dogs are great Mm -hmm. i like them what's what's everyone's favorite hot dog brand what do you go with uh i usually go with a nice hebrew national i'm actually i'm an an applegate farms dude these days applegate farms make a really good one i can do that you're looking at me like i'm a cop (laughs) 
I've never seen. Actually, you know I've what? I take that this. back. You just your face going from the Hebrew National. You thought I was going to say Nathan's. I'm like Applegate no, no. Farms. You were like, no, no, bitch. No, <laughs> I, I, I will. T- I will take Hebrew National back and give it to Casper's. The fuck is Casper's? Oh, Casper's are, making wieners. <laughs> Casper's are. That's the mattress company. Casper's are fucking. Are you talking about sleeping well, I, I got a new hot dog. No, I should do a check out. Casper's are so good. Uh, yeah. Casper's hot dogs. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say Hebrew Nationals or uh, Nathan's or Applegate Farms. Like those, those, those dense ones. I don't like those fluffy ones. Like the. <laughs> what about Sabret? Oh, you guys aren't. You're not. You're not East Coast people. Sabret is a. Do you guys know about Sabret? Yeah, it's the character from uh, Tim and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Spaghetti. Sabret is Sabret is a company in. I, f- I forget which of the outer boroughs is, is in New York City. Ever seen these shit up. But no, they, they uh, they're, they're, they're they actually like a snap. New York company. Oh my! They oh, snap really? when you cook them. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, no, Sabret um, is. I think they are the ones that outfit basically every single hot dog cart in New York City. Oh, sh- oh, that's okay. That's why yeah. I know that name. Oh, you guys, you've seen this logo. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, 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 the Superman. Superman yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, the, New York's the, number one the hot dog. Ho- the Hoffy yeah. of the. Uh, Once again, touting that famous East. famous snap. They're from Marathon Enterprises. Yeah, they they are like they're crazy. They're like it's not a it's not a thick dog. It's a thin one. So you the thing is you could get like you get two of them. You get two five. I think that's my problem with hot dogs is sometimes you eat one and you're like that's a lot of food. But you want you want to be able to eat two or three. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Grace Papaya. Grace Papaya yeah. in New York City is a fucking. They I still I have took, that. They still have the recession special. They do. Yeah, and it keeps going up a little bit. And then there's all these like f- papaya dogs and Gray's Dick and these knockoff companies. Yeah. They're you know like seventeenth and fucking forty eighth and shit. Hot dogs are a bit worrisome because I feel like I could uh, eat just I could just go to town on them. Oh I yeah, really just yeah, just fucking keep going. Anyway, that has been the comedy button. We like hot dogs. We like uh, armor hot dogs. Tours. We like all sorts of things. We in like this bad factory show. tours of armor hot dogs. If you want to support the show, head over to comedy button or uh, patreon.com slash comedy button. The if comedy you- button consists of fat kids, skinny kids, kids who climb on rocks. <laughs> That's true. All sorts of people uh and if you, want to, <laughs> if you want to join our discord and discuss your favorite hot dog brands from whatever por- portion of the world head on over to discord.com slash separate <laughs> discord.comedybutton.com our facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash the comedy button uh and that has been the comedy button thank you for listening we love you very dearly uh rate and subscribe on itunes um Block Ryan on Twitter. He's Rye Dog. Uh, report and block. Report him for for being offensive <laughs> and annoying. Uh, that's that's the show. That's it. We're done. We're gonna go home. Have I think we've done good good on this one. Hot bobs. Brought to you by Sprint. Hot bobs. The comedy button would not be possible without the combined powers of its Patreon executive producers: Curtis Arushka, Louise Concato, Matt Shotroff. Paul Grabovac, and Paula Schultz, the power is yours. You can become a Patreon backer today at patreon.com slash comedy button and remember, if you have a piece of garbage, throw it in the proper receptacle instead of carrying it around in your pants pocket all day, like a real pollution pervert. Keep those stains out of your pants, and send the trash home to Mother Earth. <laughs>